Hi, folks. This is Becca Fay. I play Alexandra. Thanks so much for your interest in our show. If you're liking what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you could let your friends know about the podcast. Take care. On the plateau. Big is bad, right? Isn't being the only people on this plateau basically painting a big target on ourselves? Valid. Valid? That's all you've got? No pearls of wisdom or reassurance? I just agreed. There's no pleasing you. Don't agree. All things being equal, high ground is better. Lame. But I'll accept it. Was that so difficult? And getting more so by the minute. Drones aren't big, and they can be lethal. You too? Is big good, then? It might be a Rupert. Whatever it was, it's gone. You mentioned that Ezra could find you when you're invisible, after she does a little searching. You want to talk about this now? You heard her. The big whatever is gone. I guess. It's not the same as with you. You see me clear as day. For her, she's sometimes able to tell I'm there. Not 100% of the time, but pretty often. Then she homes in. How'd she react when it first happened? Weirdly gleeful. Weirdly, because she's always in control. But she was truly giddy. Huh? When was the first incident? You onto something? Maybe. Hmm. Dr. Rising and Dr. Kane had come to visit me at the hospital, as Dr. Kane would do from time to time. But that particular day, I didn't want visitors. Dr. Kane visited you? Yeah, I can't recall when it started or why. We'd bounce ideas around. It was a nice distraction. But that day, you unvisibled? Right, which I did when I wanted me time. When Ezra found you, Was it in front of Dr. Kane? No. Do you know if she ever told him? She said it would be our little secret. Where are you going with this? I bet you were out of that hospital pretty soon after that. Come to think of it, yeah, not long after. Why? Ezra figured out from your unvisibility trick that you were coven material. But being gifted doesn't necessarily make a woman coven material. Priestess Allie and the Oracle said as much. When I was getting my chip taken out, the vet mentioned that priestesses never get sick. They don't. From what I read of my hospital records, I was never sick. Gifted and never been sick are individually low-probability occurrences. The intersection is likely going to be exclusively priestesses. Very interesting. Where are you going with this? I'm not sure exactly, but for certain Ezra wanted me pulled in. She has a role for me in whatever she's put together. Because you're the coven's goddess, this Dr. Rising knew you'd be coming for Fiddlehead eventually. Exactly. And me suspecting this ain't necessarily going to help me not do what she's manipulating me to do. Which is what? That's the evil genius of it. I don't know. There's no way she could have foreseen the accident with Sailstone. Foreseen it? She could have caused it. How? I don't know exactly. She's the evil genius. She's my nemesis. 
Your nemesis? Are you suggesting that you have just the one? Nemesai? I only have the one, who is also my literary foil. Why? I don't know if it's a hard and fast rule, but I think the protagonist is limited to one foil. You believe that you're the protagonist? Yes, quirky sidekick. I do. Not why do you have one literary foil. Why did she become your nemesis to begin with? That is for sure a Celestia Basilisk. I'd recognize that hunting dive anywhere. Definitely important. Hunting dive? Don't just gawk. Do something. Hello, super sword in hand. Stuff being done. Don't fence with it. Use your guns. I'm seizing my days of your shot. Plasma rifle it is. Sword resheathed. Come on. So? So what? You don't smell that? Grilled chicken. Right? Uh, So this is a Rupert, then? It sounded like one. Confirmed. It's a Celestia Basilisk, brought here as watchdogs. Big. This one is a baby. You killed a baby? Really? That's the direction you're going? Perhaps not a baby, but young, and too small to have carried a hollow. A hollow? A hollow what? Can we leave it as a hollow is a super-duper-sized cow, without any further elaboration? Definitely. That could be the mama. I'm such a mix of emotions right now. Baby all splayed out. Mom coming. Us going to die in a horrific manner. But mostly, you're crapping your pants. Too soon to be chummy. I'm still processing. Oh, take all the time you need, little miss use your guns. No hunting dive. That's good, right? Way too close to the plateau, mind you, but not diving. Sorry, I need this. What are you doing? Hey, that's my signal jammer. It was given to me. Where are you going? What's happening? I saw a grappling hook in Jane's duffel bag. So? And what's that got to do with my signal jammer? It's been capped. It's on salary? It's on salary? (laughs) Whoa! She just lassoed a dragon? Was she aiming for the rear ankle, though? Are you some kind of rodeo snob? She lassoed a dragon. Who does that? An idiot savant of guerrilla warfare, that's who. With that Invisotech on, all I can make out is her tiny floating head and itty-bitty feet. Get the binoculars. Ooh, great idea. I've got them right here under my poncho. Awesome. Now, share the binoculars. Now, share the binoculars. Come on, share the binoculars! What's happening? What are you doing? She's retracing the cable of the grappling hook to bring herself up to the ankle. I'm trying to get her attention so she'll turn on the headset. Right. The headset. Thanks. I forgot I had this on. What the heck, lady? As you pointed out, the Archicon are using these bad boys as guard dogs. This one's capped. You took my jammer. You didn't even have it switched on. It offends me in principle that I might actually require one. 
Where do you think Priestess Jennifer got the jammer from? From my armory, that's where. I got it as a thank you gift from a weapons dealer for being his top-tier sales motivator. It's cutting-edge stuff. First of its kind. Best of the best. You've sold me. Give it back. You have your own armory? You don't. I could get assassinated. Pirates and dragons are the here and now. A little perspective? Fine. Assassination. Yet another manner in which I could die today. What does it being capped have to do with anything? Shot down like a dog in a street. A dog. A mangy dog. It wasn't in a hunting dive. We were being completely ignored, which I found odd until I saw the cap. The cap would overpower... Hold on a sec. His. The cap would overpower his natural urges. He's being called back. Since the Archicon didn't know we were here, they would have just given the return home command. You saw this as an opportunity to hitch a clandestine ride. And storm the town. Just you alone? Me and a soon-to-be free agent giant badass with an axe to grind. These critters are smart, mean, and I'm betting vengeful. I know they are terrible people, but I can't help but fear for them. Now, girls, don't get jealous, but I might be taking the Super Sword out for a spin this time. It's like Christmas and my birthday wrapped together in an afternoon delight. Are you talking to us? Uh, no. My guns. I forgot I had this on. <laughs> What's said in the headsets stays in the headsets. Chen's crew are offloading their tariff. And guess what's in the mix? I can see. Hydrogen cells. Not exactly cutting edge. With a little motivation, that stuff blows up huge. What is happening? You want a play-by-play? I want the binoculars. She seems to have stuck the jammer to the Rupert's leg. She has. Whoa, her gun has emerged from under her poncho. This isn't going to get annoying. Share in my pain. There's a way you can make this unnecessary. Rupert is coming in for a landing. Alexandra is taking aim at the hydrogen cells. I can guess. She's jumped off. And uh, I can't see her anymore. She's behind the wall of ship. This place is a garbage heap disguised as a town. (laughs) It's not a good disguise. The jammer is kicked in. My boy is pissed. These people are gonna hurt. I think I'm going to turn my headset way down for a bit. Inside the town. Bronson? Bronson is here? No, ma'am. Cole won. Who's Bronson, if I may ask? A guy as clumsy as you who looked exactly like you a few decades ago. Is he a clone? What's your name? Alexandra. I'm a marshal. I don't know what that is. A helper. What was that? The big fella is calling out to others like him to come here. I don't want that. I don't blame you. I have a few questions, Cole One. I'm a little frightened. Sensible. I can protect you. I'm supposed to stay in the bubble. I should go back. It's safe. That building with the tower? That's a bad idea. The big guy seems to really have a hate on for it. Why is it doing that? Yeah, that must be a hard pill for you. Sorry. Are there others in there? Doctors and professors and helpers like you. Like me? They have guns. I meant are there others like you? Others in monogrammed white coveralls? My classmates, yes. Classmates? Of Greenleaf University. Didn't you know that this is a university? Sure, we should probably find them. The, uh, campus is getting dangerous. 
If there is trouble, we need to follow emergency procedures. I need to get to my designated collecting area. I'd like to come with you. No matter what you do, no matter where, it's always better when you travel in a pair. Sure. Aboard the Starhopper. Dr. Rising, you wanted to be informed when we were on approach to the Red Dwarf system. We're coming out of warp. Excellent. I'm on my way to the bridge. Good. We can discuss how to handle the presence of the two BGO ships. Yes, we can. Here's an interesting knot. The knot being the ships? One is a construction vessel of some sort, and the other is its military escort, both courtesy of the world government, I imagine care of the BGO. The distance they are keeping is what interests me. Landing on the planet and claiming the salvage as theirs would be the most direct course of action, even if they had to sit around and wait on Fiddlehead to fly the ship. Yet they don't. Ma'am, one kick is hailing us. Put it through. This woman is somehow jamming all transmission. Except for direct landlines in the array, all communication is down. Tamerlane, always a pleasure. Damn it, listen to me. The caps are no longer working. Stay indoors. It goes without saying, I imagine, but don't hide in the basement. One of them is outside, hammering at the building. It harkens back to a time when a violent, mid-brain response was the means of choice for discourse at universities. Quite nostalgic. Help me! How do we unjam them? Is destroying the jammer a little too obvious? There's been a breach in that unspeakable hellhole lab of yours. I told you to blow it up and leave. You did not. The security protocols are failing. I rescind my stay indoors advice. Do something! I am. I'm hanging up. Your unspeakable lab? Walk with me. It's time we officially introduce ourselves to the BGO Black Ops team that will be accompanying us. In exchange for my help in the Archicon's lucrative Harvest Clone Enterprise, I took up tenancy in what amounted to the basement of the sole permanent structure on one kick, a building on whose design I not only consulted, but for which I also obtained the government grant money to build. You mean to tell me the central government helped build a lab for producing harvest clones? Indeed, it did. The central government? Is there another? Acting through Tamerlan, I took the approach that the Nebula was an underserviced region for post-secondary education, made up stats on our potential enrollment, and, long story short, now we have performance reports sent off regularly. And that actually worked. Oh, wonderfully. With the government cautiously trusting academia with young minds once again, there is a push on to get higher education institutes up and running. The first order of business was that an affidavit had to be signed to the effect that this little enterprise wasn't a front for an indoctrination center, and 
And further, there had to be a guarantee that it would never be burdened with the exorbitant overhead of a fat cat administration. Signed by you? No, dear. By the dean. As well as the director of harmonious intersectional inclusiveness, the secretariat officer of bipartisan outreach diversity engagement, the Vice-Chancellor of Refractory Enfranchisement, and a girthy handful of others. My involvement is discreet and strictly in the background. That's all you had to do? Yes. And by successfully challenging the definition of scientific evidence due to it propping up an archaic power structure and consequently adopting a more anecdotal methodology, we positioned ourselves to receive an endowment from an anonymous benefactor. We had to agree that you can faith away all disease and that the universe was 6,000 years old. Space is so bright and sparkly. It feels practically new, and that's what matters. What exactly is anecdotal methodology? Autoethnography is the actual term. Qualitative research in which an author uses self-reflection alone. Or more plainly, the author makes stuff up. As one might imagine, it allowed us to publish academic papers rather frequently and thus help keep the Institute in good standing. I believe the Archicon had made it into a sort of drinking game. They must have loved you. The important outcome was that I was then able to work on the conduit. People, specifically psychopaths, are the best evil straws going. You were experimenting on psychopaths in your lab? No, I was experimenting on people to make them psychopaths. Using surplus clones? Very good, yes. Make one, make a dozen. And no risk of being missed by anyone. The clients who paid to have a harvest clone made would unwittingly also provide you with genetic material for the conduit project. And there's an added bonus. Psychopathy occurs at a rate of one in every 100 people in the general population. However, it occurs at a rate of one in every 25 at the executive level. A wonderful baseline and, conveniently, the sort of people who could afford the hefty price tag associated with arranging for a harvest clone. Your job half done. It is actually the latent psychopath that I was interested in. Specifically, the changes that occur in the brain when dormant psychopathy becomes full-blown. Flipping the switch. I had previously needed to do it on a societal level to be of use in bringing over Leviathan. Create an entire society of psychopaths? Is that possible? Not quite. Not a society of psychopaths. A psychopathic society. A small increase would suffice. History has shown it to be possible. This has and does occur organically in regional pockets of long-standing and continuous violence. Inbreeding can really help it along. 
Okay, that was your plan. I take it things have changed. An opportunity presented itself. Leviathan is on the other side of a thin membrane now. To finish her journey, I don't need anywhere near the degree of pull I once did. But you still need some pull. You still need a conduit. I do. And the goddess is currently in the process of addressing that. We've reached our destination. The team is prepping in the jump bay. The shuttle is loaded, ma'am. Excellent. Gentlemen, as you are aware, Lisa will be joining the four of us. Lisa, for your part, I've arranged for a BGO armored spacesuit. Something not held together with anchor bolts and hose clamps. Please ensure that you have an understanding of its functions before we depart. The men here will help you. Once you're done, have the suit loaded onto the shuttle. I'm familiar with space suits. No disrespect, but you're familiar with Jader gear. I'm well versed in a variety of space gear. That tends not to be too much variation. Good. Then this shouldn't take long. Come see me on the bridge when you're done. Hey everyone, my name's Anya Haynar, and I play Fiddlehead. Thank you so, so much for listening, and if you guys enjoyed this week's episode, we'd really appreciate if you could let a friend know about the podcast. Bye!